Welcome to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane. This podcast will cover our trips to haunted hotels and locations. We will go over a brief history of the location, our personal experiences, and even rate some of the ghost tours in that area. Join us on our Haunted Escapes. Welcome to today's episode of Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane. Hello. Uh, we decided uh, we were going to do either Fort Mifflin or some personal tales. So we've decided that uh, we would do some personal stories so that you guys can all kind of understand the things that really got us interested in the paranormal and started us wanting to travel all over the place and learn as much as we could and experience things, and which ultimately led to this podcast. Yeah, um, today is going to be a special episode. Next week we'll go back to our our usual haunted escapes of actually going to locations, but uh, both Chris and I have had uh, spooky ghost stories from when we were little, and do you want to start us off with Yeah, yeah, okay. Alright, so... Uh, my this story, the first one I'm gonna tell, it's uh, it takes place in uh, the city of Philadelphia, which is where I'm from, and uh, we had uh, my grandmother who lived in a house in what they now call the River Wards, and we would go visit her and stay with her during the summer when we were younger, and she would always have this uh, thing about not wanting us to stay up past when it would get dark. And how old were you? Uh, probably nine, ten. Okay. And we would just go over there and stay for the week with her during the summertime because we were out of school. So what we did was, uh, me and my older sister would do it a lot. My older sister had some weird things happen to her too, but I remember some of the stories, they were constant. So my grandmother would always make sure that uh, we were in bed before it got dark in the house. She refused to let us stay up uh, downstairs and watch TV. Now you're talking, this is the summertime, mm-hmm. and we're 10, 11 years old maybe. You don't want to go to bed in the summertime because it yeah. want to stay up. Well, my grandmother wouldn't allow it, so we would stay with her, and she would uh, take us upstairs to her bedroom, and we would stay in uh, the front room with her, mm-hmm. and uh, she would uh, make sure that everything all downstairs was cleared out, and we were upstairs before it got dark. And then uh, she would say that she called the house. It was because she believed that something was in the house. She used to call her house the house of the dead. That's creepy. Yeah, I know. She used to say this, though, all the time, and it always uh, freaked her out. She didn't like living there too much. And uh, so what we wound up doing the one time, uh, I remember it was late at night and we were laying in her room and she was very religious. She would have like, uh, in the house there were tons of uh, like holy candles and everything around. Uh, So we wound up, she would like say prayers at nighttime and she would make sure we said our prayers at nighttime. And then we wound up, uh, the one night we were laying there and... I remember it was getting late, and we had TV on upstairs, and she was reading a book. And out of nowhere, we uh, I remember hearing what sounded like uh, footsteps downstairs. And they started down in, like, uh, the dining room area. Mm-hmm. And the footsteps came, went, like, through the entire downstairs. It started downstairs by the basement, and the footsteps went 
all the way to the back of the house. Yeah. And then the footsteps would come back to the front of the house. And then they would start coming up the stairs. And everybody was in that one room upstairs. There yes. There was nobody had, downstairs. No, it was just me and my grandmom. She lived by herself. She was a widow at the time. And uh, we just would go stay with her so she wasn't by herself because she didn't like the house. So it was a thing where we would go help keep her company, stay with her. That way she wasn't as, uh, I guess, scared. So you hear these footsteps. And now when you went up the stairs... Were you scared when you heard them? Well, yeah, you didn't know what it was. So it would just lay there and you would hear them. And I remember uh, she would like act like it wasn't anything. And then the one time, this happened all the time too. Like it would happen all the time, almost uh, almost every every night almost. And she would just act like it was no big deal. I guess she'd lived there for so long. She'd gotten accustomed to it, but she was also like really big in the religion, so she mm-hmm. really believed that you know uh, her faith would keep her protected. And she had like a pastor come out, and he would bless things and all that. Uh, so then she, uh, the way the house was made was when you went up the stairs, there was a tiny little it wasn't even really a hallway; it was like a landing. Mm-hmm. And then directly on the right-hand side was my grandmother's room. And then when you went on the left-hand side, there was another room that was a guest room. And there was a third room uh, third room that was a guest room and then the bathroom. Okay. And on the guest room, she just had a lot of, like, religious things around. She had sure. a, a bed, but mainly it had, like, tons of candles. And it was all very, you know, this was an old lady lived there, so it looked it. Yeah. Well, the one day we were laying there, and we hear the footsteps going all downstairs, and they come upstairs, and then they stop at the landing right outside of the door to the bedroom. And it stops there for a minute, and then it slowly starts going towards the bathroom. You hear the footsteps go through to the bathroom. Oh, no. And then you hear, the, we would hear the footsteps coming back from the bathroom, and they stopped at the door, and the way the door was just like one of those pull doors, you just pulled the door shut. And I remember looking under there, and you could see what looked like, uh, you know, when somebody's standing there and the uh-huh. lights, and you can see like the silhouette of like feet at yeah. the bottom. You could see it, and I remember getting really scared. I remember oh, my no. grandmom telling me, she's like, "Oh, don't worry, you're in here with me. Uh, you'll be, you'll be safe." And then uh, we would say prayers, and then you would hear, after it stood there for a while, oh, no. the footsteps would go back down the stairs, and they would go oh, back to the front, <laughs> and they'd go to the back, and they would recede back down to where like, the basement was, and they would stop. And it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty freaky, and my older sister had the same type of things happen to her. But, I would uh, be out that door in my pajamas standing on the street. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff. It was a very creepy house. It was the same house where grandmother, uh, she had been walking down the stairs to her basement, uh-huh. and she fell. She she fell, and she wound up breaking her leg. Well, she swore that she felt two hands on her back, and that the hands shoved her, and she fell down the stairs, and she broke her leg. Oh, no. Yeah, she was my great-grandmom. And then my uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, went to stay with her for a while. And my my mom's mom, my grandmom, she wound up walking into... She was walking to go get something to drink or eat. Mm-hmm. And she went to uh, the doorway that led from the dining room into, like, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she fell and she broke her hip. Oh, and she crazy. said that it was the same thing. She said she felt what was two hands that shoved her down. 
and she fell and she got hurt. Did she ever think it was anything like demonic? Well, we don't know what it was, but uh, my mo- my grandmother was Lutheran, mm-hmm. and she had her pastor come out, and he would say some prayers, but I guess it wasn't. She didn't feel it was doing enough. Mm-hmm. So then, my grandmother, my other grandmother, she was uh, Catholic. She spoke to my mom about getting our because we're Catholic. She spoke to my mom about getting our priest to come out and bless the house. Mm-hmm. My mom talked to the priest. The priest agreed to do it. The priest came out to the house, and uh, while he was in the house, he like gave uh, gave the Eucharist, did, did like a little mass for them, and then uh, he had my mom go with them, and he started walking around the house, and he was blessing it, and he went through the entire upstairs, all downstairs, all upstairs, and this is years after we had stopped going to stay overnight. Uh, so then he goes, he's ready to leave, and he goes out. My mom told the story that he was on the front porch, and he was getting ready to leave, and he said to my mom, he's like, uh, I thought you said there was only two people living here. And my mom's like, yeah, it's my grandmother and my mom. Mm-hmm. And the priest said, well, that's odd because there was somebody else upstairs in the front bedroom. What? <laughs> and so my mom... And my mom was like, well, no, there's only two people. So the priest wound up saying, okay. He's like, all right. He's like, come back in with me. He went back into the house, and my grandmoms were up, like, what's going on? After he settled them down, he went back upstairs into the front bedroom and uh, took out his stall, and he started praying in Latin. And he had my mom kneel down at the front, at, like, the doorway, mm-hmm. and he told her what prayer, say, like, the first prayer that comes to your mind, and just keep saying it. And my mom was big on uh the Blessed Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. So right away she started saying, like, uh, the Hail Marys and all that. And the priest took the holy water and blessed all th- all four corners of the room and then blessed the bed. And then afterward, uh, while he's doing this, he's speaking in Latin. And yeah. afterwards he tells my mom, he's like, okay. He's like, uh, that, we should be okay. Come on, we can leave. So then my mom remembered getting up. And they walked downstairs. And my mom was like, what was that all about? And he's like, don't worry. He's like, uh, sometimes with old houses there are things... Uh, like that are left behind. Oh no! And he's like, and we were we just just gave it an extra blessing. He's like, just keep me posted on whether or not anything else strange happens, and if you need me to come back out again, I will. Did anything else happen? Not as long as far as I know, it didn't because my grandma lived there for the rest of her life until she passed away at like eighty four, mm-hmm. and then uh, we moved into that house. Shortly after, and then, uh, like, after she had passed away, we moved in to help take care of her. And this is where there's another story that comes from me while I was living in the house. I was a in teen, teenager, high school, and uh, I, at the time, I w- I've always liked writing stories and stuff. So I was writing, a, I was writing uh, this story. I was up in my bedroom, which was uh, the the second room upstairs it wasn't the front room that was where my parents were then me and my brother my one brother shared the middle room and then the back room my other brother had and so I was up there and I was typing and it was really late it was on a weekend and it had to have been nearing like midnight at least and as I'm writing I have my back facing the uh the doorway that led into my room and I'm typing uh, the story when I started feeling, uh, you know, the feeling you get when it feels like somebody, somebody's in the room with you and they're mm-hmm. staring at you. And uh, yeah. so I kept, I got that feeling. So I like looked back towards where it was coming from, which was the doorway. And I didn't see nothing. 
So after I didn't see anything, I was like, okay. And I turned back to my desk. I started typing some more and the feeling came back. Okay. So I looked again. Again, I thought that it might have been something going on. Still nothing. So I go back to the to it, lasts a little bit longer, then I feel it again. So by now I'm thinking my brothers who were both awake and they were downstairs playing games on the uh, the video games. Mm-hmm. We had them set we had like a the kit the dining room was set up so that you could like we had it we turned it almost like a little, an extra little den area because the kitchen was an eat in kitchen and then there was a little kitchenette in the back which had the mm-hmm. stove. Oh, okay. So they were kind of in the dining room area, which was when we were living there, we were kind of using it as like a den type thing. And they were uh, playing different games. And I thought that they were messing with me. So I got up and I snuck over to the door and I turned real fast to check, thinking that I want to catch them. And there was nobody. There's nobody on the landing. There's nobody on the steps. Mm-hmm. And so I go downstairs because I'm annoyed. And I'm, I asked them both. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, you two are messing with me upstairs. Mm-hmm. I said, it's really getting annoying. And they're like, no, we're not messing with you. And I turned to my dad, who was also down there. He was sitting in the uh, living room watching TV. And he yeah. comes over like, what's going on? And I explained what the, to him. He goes, no. Nah. He's like, they've been in there on the game all night. They haven't, they haven't done anything. And I'm like, all right. So I go upstairs again. And I sit back down, and I start typing again, and I feel it a third time. So this time, again, I get up, I look, nothing. I'm like, all right, I'm done, I'm just going to bed. Yeah. I shut the computer off, and I lay down to go to sleep. And uh, I fall asleep. Well, here, a few, I get, I don't know, it had to be in the middle of the night. Uh, all of a sudden, I wake up, because I have that same feeling that someone's in the room with me, and it's really strong. Yeah. And I wake up, and I'm laying on the bed, and I remember looking over at the doorway and at the doorway of the of my room which was maybe i don't know five six feet away from my bed yeah i'm looking there and i see what looks like uh an old lady that's crazy and she's real short and she was stooped over and she's standing there in what looked like a A nightgown yeah like a nightgown and I'm standing there, and I'm laying there, and I'm looking at it, and it's staring at me. And I remember the eyes were, like, black. Like, you couldn't see anything. Ooh. And I'm staring at it, and, like, I close my eyes, and I open them, and it's still there. And it seems like it's getting closer. Oh, no. I do this a couple more times, and every time I reopen my eyes, it looks like this thing is getting closer and closer to me. So finally, it's really close, and I close my eyes, expecting this thing to touch me. Mm-hmm. I start praying, and next thing you know, just like that, I open my eyes again. The thing's not in the room, and everything, it doesn't feel weird anymore, and everything's over and done with. That's crazy. And so when I told my mom that story... She says that, she's like, oh, she's like, uh, she thinks it was my great-grandmother. She said because she had a habit when we would sleep there. Yeah. Uh, like when she would have people staying over, she would check on them every yeah. night before she went to bed to make sure everybody was okay. She would come over and she would tuck you in. Oh, wow. And she said, so it was, it was probably your grandma coming over to tuck you in for the night. Why were the eyes black, though? That, I don't know. But... That was weird. You know, there's. they say that when the demon recreates, like, a human form, there's always one thing that they can't get right. And if she had black eyeballs, yeah. I don't know. And I would also hope that she didn't uh, 
her ghost wasn't lingering because I would hope that she was nice. She such a sweet lady. She doesn't. She, if anybody deserved to pass on to the hereafter, it was her. But it was very, yeah, it was, it was, that was the first really creepy, creepy thing. And it just fits in with what I was saying when we were younger, we would visit. Yeah. And you would hear the footsteps and you would hear the walk in. And now all of a sudden, years later, we're living there. Mm-hmm. And you, you would still hear the footsteps and stuff. And then I saw this thing. And so. the priest said there was somebody else, an yes. old lady up in the room. Yeah, that's another thing. So who knows what it was, but I remember it was... It was very uh, creepy. Now, uh, Diane, you can tell one of yours. Okay. Okay, so uh, I lived, I have, it's me and my two brothers, my mom and dad. We lived in the same house growing up. Um, I'm not from Philadelphia. I'm from Delco, Delaware County. And there was a story that my parents told us about the house we grew up in ever since we were younger. And... Uh, it's about my dad's grandfather who would walk around carrying a rubber ball. And when he passed away, my parents had some of his belongings in a box in the attic in, in the house we grew up in. And it was up in the attic. And what was with his belongings was the rubber ball. So to my knowledge, everything was in this box, including the ball. And there was one night, I think this was even before... Like, my parents had kids before we were born. And my dad says, my parents both said, my mom passed away. But they used to tell us that they were getting ready for bed one night. And I don't remember if they were they were sleeping and they got woke up or they were getting ready for bed and they heard it. But they heard from the attic, they heard, like, what sounded like a ball bouncing on the floor. That's and... So <laughs> My mom goes to my dad, and she's like, well, are you going to go up there and check to see what it is? And my dad's like, no, I'm not going back up there, because it was the middle of the night. So I don't know if the ball stopped bouncing or they just fell asleep. But when the morning came, they went up into the attic to see what was going on, and there was the rubber ball sitting in the middle of the bed. And before that, it had been kept up in the attic, like in a box, right? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's really creepy. And that's your dad. who He don't believe in any of this type of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so another story I have is from the same house in Delaware County. I was about seven years old, and I'm pretty sure that people have heard of the hat man. He's supposed to be this, like, supernatural entity, a shadow figure. Um, and when I was around seven years old, I think that I saw him. Um, I was ready. I would play up in my room a lot. I was, I was kind of like a loner kid. I would play up in my room and I would play up in my room like all day. My brothers would have their video games or their Star Trek figures and I would go and play up in my room. And one night I remember, uh, I was just putting my toys away from playing and I heard a noise I don't remember what kind of noise it was. I don't remember. If, I don't remember if it was a noise or a voice. But I remember saying, "Whoever's doing that better stop it." And the noise or the voice stopped. And I was getting ready. For, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting ready for bed that night. And even to this day, I can't sleep with my bedroom door closed. It has to be opened. It either has to be wide open or it has to be opened to crack. Which is a problem with us because I uh, I don't like having the door open. Yes. I prefer it closed. <laughs> but 
I had my door cracked open a little bit, and uh, the, our house it was a three-bedroom house with one bedroom and one bathroom on the second floor, and my bedroom was the middle bedroom. And outside my door was a little hallway with the banister, and from my bed, I could see down the hallway to, like, the landing where the stairs go down. And I would be laying in there getting ready for bed, and I saw this shadow, and it looked like a man wearing like a Stetson hat and he walked past my door and he stopped at the landing on the steps. I don't know if he vanished or what happened, but that's one of the memories I remember was seeing him walk past my bedroom door at night. And you didn't see that often? I saw it maybe, yeah, like maybe a couple times a week. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So now, since Diane just told a story about a shadowy figure, uh, I actually have one like that as well that I saw. I don't think it was like the hat man, but it was some kind of a shadow figure. So I was about 18, and I had been staying with uh, my one uncle and my one aunt. And we wound up, uh, like, uh, I was into, like I said, I was always trying to write things. And I had had this idea to write a story about, like, the war in, like, heaven uh, from the points of, like, the angels that would fight. So I went on to uh, the computer and I was looking up, like, different names of uh, angels and different names of, like, the fallen angels that they fought. And uh, as I was doing research and, like, jotting things down, uh, it was my first mistake. I shouldn't have been playing with any of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm sitting there reading this stuff when everybody's in bed already. It was just me awake, and it was probably... I was, like, a big-time night owl at the time. I was... uh, So I'm sitting there messing with a computer when all of a sudden... uh, it, get, it started getting, like, chilly in the house. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in the dining room. So now their dining room, across from where I'm sitting there, it was the the door that led to the basement, okay? okay? And they kept the basement locked with a slide bolt. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and everything's locked up, and the dogs... I mean, not dog, it's a cat. The cat, they had two cats, and the cats are with me, and they're like, you know, they start nuzzling around your feet and they're meowing and everything. I don't know what they wanted. So <clears throat> what happened was, as I'm reading these things and the animals are doing that, all of a sudden, no sooner does it start getting cold, I hear what sounds like uh, footsteps coming on the basement steps. And I don't know what it was, and I'm just listening. And then next thing you know, the footsteps get louder, and then... You, uh, you hear, like, I heard, like, banging on the door. Oh. And, like, someone was trying to break in and then shaking. Like, the door was actually shaking. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just, like, st- I'm just watching this as it's happening, and I'm freaking out, and I'm worried somebody's trying to break in. Mm-hmm. Because when you went down their basement, they had a finished basement and then a garage. Okay. And the garage... And next to the garage was a laundry room, and the laundry room had another door. So you could come in from outside to the basement, and you could come up the stairs to get in. So I hear this banging, 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 really loud, and the cat's going crazy. It's meowing. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know what's going on. So I'm 18 years old. The only other people there was my aunt, who was a uh, she was disabled, and then uh, my two my like two cousins, two or three cousins, and they were young. So my uncle was working late because he worked night shift. So I wind up going over and I grab like a knife. Mm-hmm. And I walk out of the door and I flip the switch, like the I push the little lock and I turn the handle and swing open the door and I turn around and uh, there's nobody. Oh, that's nice. And not only is there nobody on the landing, on like the, in the basement, I turn the light on, there's nothing. Here on the landing, they used to have like their trash can to keep it out of sight. Okay. They would stick it in the landing on the top step, and they would just shut the door and lock it. And then when you were throwing stuff out, mm-hmm. you would unlock it, pull it out, put what you want, cover it, and put it back in there. Well, the trash can was sitting on the landing, so nobody could have been on the landing anyway. That's crazy. Yeah, and that that started a bunch of weird stuff in that house. Uh, another thing that happened in that, in that house after that was... I was up, I was sharing a room with my cousin, and me and him were sleeping, and I was, uh, I was, like, on the floor. I had, like, a uh, sleeping bag thing. So I'm laying on the floor, and he was on his bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both fall asleep, and he fell asleep, and uh, I wake up in the middle of the night because, again, I just got that weird feeling that something's in the room with you. Yeah. And I happen to, like, look up, and I can see him sleeping. And then I see sitting right next to him, like, by his, like, upper body area. Yeah. What looked like a figure in, like, a like a cowl or a cape that was covering its head. Well, like a Grim Reaper? No, well, I couldn't see a face. It was just, like, this figure that was, like, stooped over, sitting on, sitting, it looked like, almost on his chest. Hmm. And it's sitting there and I looked at it and like I just remember going like totally cold and I didn't know what to do yeah so I like closed my eyes and I started praying and then uh, I opened them again and the thing was gone so then I think that maybe it was just like I was half asleep or whatever so I tried to get back to sleep I didn't sleep that well that night obviously Mm -hmm. Uh, thankfully I had my phone and I was able to I watched some YouTube videos and then uh, we get up the next day, and everything's going fine, and they all go to school. Then after school, I'm sitting watching TV on their couch, and my cousins, it was two girls and a boy, they come home, and then they go out to play with their friends. Mm-hmm. Well, no sooner am I sitting on the, sitting in there watching TV, maybe a 20 minute, 25 minutes goes through, and uh, my, my cousin, he starts complaining about it, it wasn't feeling right. So they took him to the doctors, mm-hmm. and here they found out after doing tests that he had a like some kind of a sleep like sleep apnea in his chest. Oh wow! Which I was weird because no sooner did I see I saw this shadow thing sitting yeah by his chest, and then he winds up finding that he has sleep apnea. That's crazy. And it yeah, and then that's not the last time I saw this shadow thing. Then, it was a few weeks later, and uh, once again, I'm laying there asleep, and I wake up, and this time, I see what looks like this thing sitting uh, like at the foot of the bed, pretty close to my head at the time. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there, and like I 
close my eyes and the same thing as the first time. I open them again, it's gone. Well, now once this happened, I'm sitting in there and I'm wondering, like, what was that? Yeah. Well, the next morning, it was like a Saturday, and he went out to go play. Mm-hmm. And he was riding his bicycle. And all of a sudden, I hear a yell from outside, and his sisters come running in, yelling about him here. While he was riding his bike, he fell off his bike, and he broke his leg in, like, two or three places. Oh, wow. And we had, me and my uncle had to, like, carry him into the back of my aunt's van. Yeah. And he had to drive him, they had to drive him to the hospital like that. That's crazy. Yeah, and then, uh... So that's two times with him, and then there was another time, this was right before I moved out, uh, I was uh, going down the basement, and I had opened the basement door to get something, or throw something out, and uh, I saw what looked like something on, like, the third step. Yeah. From the bottom, I shut the light out, shut the door, I opened it to double look, I didn't see it, so I'm like, okay, now I should have said something to mm-hmm. somebody because I had seen this shadow thing two times and yeah. both times something bad happened. But I didn't think I didn't think anybody would listen to me or believe me because people don't believe you when you tell them that you see these things. Yeah, people are like, yeah, right, whatever. Well, uh, my cousin uh, by now he had healed up on his leg and he was going to go down the stairs, but for some reason he decided not to. Yeah. So then my uncle goes down the stairs. And as he's running down, like, going down the steps to get something, the step that I had seen that shadow thing, the edge of the step wound up collapsing. It caved in, and my uncle fell down, and he hurt his ankle. Oh, wow. So what was going on in that house? Mm -hmm. Sounds like there might have been something that was causing problems, and I worry, and I wondered for a long time, whatever kind of thing that was going on, yeah. Was that my fault? Because I was looking up all that weird stuff. No, I don't think so. Uh, who knows? You shouldn't be looking into that type of things. But I was. I was stupid. I was a kid. And I looked it up, and then all of a sudden, all these things started happening. So, mm. it was weird. So, But then shortly after that, I, I left there, and I wound up... I, I, I moved back home. Is this the house that your cousin's still living with Larissa? And- no, 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 no. None of them live there anymore. They all moved out now. After my okay. aunt passed away, they all live on their own, in their own places. Okay. But uh, it was weird. It was definitely a very creepy thing. You think it was like an omen or something? That's what I wonder. I wonder if it was like, uh, yeah, some kind of a omen that something was going to happen. I don't know, but it was. It happened. I, I know for sure it happened. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's that story. <laughs> um, the last two stories that ha- I have are pretty quick. Um, there was one again when I was, I was little. I was maybe around five years old. And for some reason, I think we were sick. We might have had the flu. Uh, me and my younger brother were sleeping in the same bed. bed. We're like... A year and a half apart. And we were about five years old. I was about... No, I was about six years old. He was probably around five. And we were sleeping in the same bed. And the bed, it was a double bed. And for the headboard, it was a bookcase. And there was a little gap between the headboard and the mattress. And I'm laying there trying to get comfortable, laying on my stomach. And I happened to put my hand... In between the space between the headboard and the mattress. 
And it's just laying there, you know, starting to drift off. And I feel something squeeze my hand. And it was a definite pressure. It lasted about three seconds. And I yanked my hand up real quick. And then my brother actually said to me, he's like, stop shaking the bed. And I turned to my dad because my dad would, he was waiting till we fell asleep to leave us alone because we would up be up and fighting and whatever and my dad was like stop shaking the bed and I said I'm not shaking the bed I said I had my hand here and something grabbed my hand and I remember my dad was just like no you were sleeping just go back to sleep and I know I was awake I remember it to this day I remember the pressure on my hand and it was just crazy it was something that I still remember and The second story I have is, (laughs) the second story I have is, I was a little older now, I was in my teenage years, and we had our washer and dryer in the basement, and we had a finished basement, but the washer and dryer were in like a little separate room with um, folding doors, and I remember I was walking down the steps, and I had clothes in the clothes basket, I was getting ready to do wash. And I just get down the steps and turn to pull open the folding doors, and the doors open for me. That's pretty cool. Well, at least that ghost was being polite. I know, and I remember just standing there and be like, did that just happen? Yeah, right. And there was no draft. I remember there was, there was no, like, windows you could open down there. We had an air conditioner and no windows. And I'm just like, well, how did that just happen? And I think I just dropped the clothes and went back upstairs and I was like, told my mom or something. Well, maybe it was a finished basement. <laughs> I wanted to mess up your finished basement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was having trouble saying finished basement. <laughs> you still can't say it right. <laughs> finished basement. There you go. Good job. So, uh, that's pretty much uh, all the stories I can think of right now, mm-hmm. um, besides like the stuff that we've been talking about when we go to these different locations and stuff. These things are all from when we were younger, and we figured we'd give you a little bit of a backstory so that you could understand, like, after all this stuff happened to us, once you have something happen, you want to mm-hmm. you want to find out what it was. You want to find out if there's something to it. So that's when we started wanting to go places. And uh, my family's always gone places. So uh, when Diane, I met Diane, uh, we got together and I found out that she likes going places. That's when uh-huh. we decided we would go. And we're always trying to grab haunted uh, like a haunted hotel to stay in and yeah. just to see if anything happens because like I said once you experience stuff like that you want it to happen again because you want to validate that it wasn't your imagination and that it was real mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's just kind of how we started it and then now there are certain places we've gone like uh, next week we're going to be doing the episode on Fort Mifflin Yes. Now, that was just a day trip. We did not stay overnight there. That was just a day trip. But And there will be some stories in here which are just day, like day trips, and we didn't have a chance to stay overnight. Because you can't always get a hotel room when you want to, especially in like a haunted air, a haunted hotel. Yeah, and when you live so close. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, just 
ever since all the ghost stuff has taken off, people yeah. try to get those rooms because they want to experience things. So it's hard to get them. So that's why. Uh, but there's still haunted places. And every place we go, we go on a ghost walk. Mm-hmm. Every single place we go, we go on a ghost walk. Yep, we try them all out. Yeah, we try them all out so we can hear the ghost stories. And now that's why we've decided uh, we would tell you guys the ghost stories that we've heard, and some of the ones that we've actually experienced. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we're really glad that you guys have listened. If you guys can uh, give us like a, a, a rating, mm-hmm. that'd be great if you could give us a good rating. It really will help get, uh, get our little channel out there so we can find uh, more people we can talk to. And once again, as always, if anybody has any stories that they would like to talk about, just uh, send it to our email address at panepicproductions.com. And uh, just yep. in your, uh, like, what it's about, just write Ghost Story and whoever, whatever name you use, whether it's your actual name or a screen name, or you just want me to use your email address, just let us know and we'll be able to, we can read mm-hmm. them out, out during one of these podcasts. So. It's everything. I know we didn't. This this week wasn't about going anywhere. Yeah. But uh, we will be getting back to that. And if you guys want to hear more little things like this, where we just go about some stories that we've had happen, because there are other things that have happened to us that we haven't included. Because if we did, we'd be here for an hour, and we're already at the forty-minute mark. Yeah, I, I like to refer to Chris as the ghost magnet. It seems that like wherever we live and wherever we go, we're either followed by a ghost kid or a ghost kid um, has something to do with him. <laughs> and I'd also like to say that we're also now on Apple Podcasts. Finally! On, yes. We finally got Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon Music, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Podcasts, we're on YouTube, we're on, we have a fan page on Facebook, so if you just Google us, you'll be able to find us pretty much anywhere. Yeah, so, as I said, once again, thank you all for listening and yes, thank you. going on these haunted uh, escapes with us. Yes, we hope you enjoyed this, this episode. Next week, we'll be back to... Doing, like, the yeah. regular, we'll be talking about going to Fort Mifflin and yes. some of the stories that have happened there. Business as usual. Yes. So, uh, everybody, have a good night. And today is Sunday, the Super Bowl, and the Eagles are winning. So, well, the Eagles are playing. So, go, go with Eagles. And happy Valentine's Day. Yes, and happy Valentine's Day. Even if you're single, happy Valentine's Day because you're still special. That's right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Goodbye.